You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and fully loaded chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. With your hosts. With your host. We've got all three again tonight. Nate, myself, Micah, Andy. What's going on? I like, I like how you say Nate, myself, Micah. Well, I mean, I just want them to make sure, sure people know who's talking. I want, to be, I want to be recognized too, guys. I think people know your voice. By <laughs> I'm now. the only one not recognized here. I don't know, man. You've been, you've been coming the You're last few times. You're hitting 100% in 2022 oh, so far. All two of them. Three. You didn't get divorced. Oh, the third one? Yeah. Yeah, three in a row. Yeah. You didn't get divorced or anything, did you? Nope, not yet. <laughs> joking. Maybe, maybe no. by maybe yeah. by episode four. If you go to one more, I swear to God. Just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. So. What's up, boys? Huh? Just living the dream. It is uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday, so yeah. we're tired. You guys want to go through a quick run through of how the tournament went last weekend? Sure. Have can. we talked about that? We no? T- well, no. We had our show that was. I mean, we mentioned the- we were oh, doing it. Oh, was before that. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> uh, ours started out on fire. So are we starting with us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll build is, up to the better. Ours, ours is quick and Our day painful. started out awesome. Yep. First Although set. I do want to make fun of you a little bit if you're okay with it. No, that's fine. We, we So we killed one dog in the entire day. Yeah. It was our first set. It was about 17 minutes in it or so. Micah, after the fact, told me he's like, "I was, I was done. I was pretty sure we weren't going to see anything." Yeah. So the way we set up is, if you kind of draw like a diagonal line from bottom left to top right, that's kind of how we were. And, and it was we, you, Micah, and Russell, right? Right. right. And uh, we were about five yards apart from each other each. Yeah. I was in the middle. Micah, top right. Russell, bottom left. The idea was me not to be the shooter. Russell's covering our downwind. Micah was, you know, mm-hmm. the main area. So. I'm. I just went to submissive pup, and I was I I was excited about it. I was like, I feel like this is gonna work. And right about that time, Kyle comes out. Micah, in front of you, 
and he doesn't respond to me. How far? The coyote. Hundred yeah. started out at about hundred yards. Hundred, yeah, hundred yards tops. Timber, Timberline was about hundred, yeah. yeah. And uh, Micah, in front of you, and he doesn't respond. So then I go. I basically yelled it. I didn't did. yell it, but yeah, I basically yelled. said it. And I said, "Right up in front of you." <laughs> and I turned he's, around. He, he turned around and looked at me. And so about that time, I already had it in my crosshairs, and so I waited for another second. No, and I'm no, like, no, 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 no. You're getting. Oh, you're going to tell me my story? Yes. Okay. Because yours is wrong. I was there. <laughs> so he, he gets my attention. I look back. He points coyote. I'm like, okay. I see the coyote this point i have this thing in my scope crosshairs dead eyes he's coming in he doesn't notice we're there which i was shocked as shit because Mm -hmm. we were pretty much in the open for the most part (laughs) (laughs) and so he's coming in i got him i'm like i'm just waiting for him to either notice me i mean i'm waiting for him to notice us i'm also waiting to see if something's behind him like he's on he's coming in on a string i might as well just let him come as close as he's gonna come as soon as he stops i'm waiting I look back and I get my cross eyes and I literally about to pull the trigger and then bam, he still he steals Got my kill, him. steals my kill, uh, stole it. And as soon as I shot him, I said sorry. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't mad about. It. I was like, hey man, this is that coyote. I was just giving him a little more time. I mean, right. In my mind, he still hadn't freaking noticed anything. Right. And then I went to my scope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it, was, it was fine. But yeah, that was the best part of our day, and it ended right there. <laughs> so pretty much, we, we saw one other coyote. Yeah, we kicked it up. Kicked it up walking in. Yeah. That was our day. Yeah. And but we did have fun. Oh yeah, it's always uh there was good obviously times. in the at the what do you call it afterwards, the banquet check in. Check in. That was fun. Well, uh, even the the night before we talked, you know, Heath Baker's down there like we talked about. Yeah. Even the seminar, we talked to him a little bit. Talked to the guys at Explicit Outdoors, good people. It is hilarious that I won I won one thing in the raffle. And that was an item that I couldn't even use because I don't live in Harrisonville or anywhere really near there. Right. So I gave the dude sitting next to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want I a few items. Yeah, I you got did. Yeah. I actually, I won two, too. I won the the gun case and a thermosel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot you won yeah. the thermosel. I won earmuffs or, I guess, you know, hearing, hearing protection. protection. <laughs> earmuffs. Yes. Hearing protection. Two. I won two. Uh, yeah, throw levers. Throw levers and uh, something else. I can't remember something else. A good time. Oh yeah, some gun cleaner and gun lubricant. So yeah. which I, was well needed after because half yeah, a day was dude. in the rain. Yeah, I waited overnight. Went back down to my gun. It was yeah, yeah. I learned that I'm not over my hernia surgery yet. That I night. picking up coyote. I wasn't picking it up. So we we wait. We, Dog we checked ours in, and uh, it weighed like twenty six point two pounds. Mm-hmm. So he hands it back to me, and I just drag That's it back. A good to size my, dog. Average, but average. you know, a pretty average dog. Yeah. yeah. Um. I drag it back to my truck, so I'm dragging it, so mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling the effects of it, right? And it's behind me. I go to throw it in my truck, and so I twist my body, you know, go to throw Pull it, and, and right about as I'm, like, mid-throw, I feel it. Oh, shit. And it just, I hit my knee, coyote smacks the bed of my, tr- or the tailgate of my truck, falls down to the ground, <laughs> and I just look around, I'm like, did anybody freaking see that? Cause that hurt. <laughs> Uh, and then That's you know, short I'm little just man like, couldn't even put the guy out. I can't even freaking lift 26 pounds in a turning motion right now. Oh, so shit. apparently, great. the doctor, when she said eight weeks before you lift 20 pounds, she was serious. She yeah. meant it. Yeah, because then so, what? Five. Five. Yeah. But uh, all right, that's our story. Andy. Andy, how did your day go? Mine was the exact opposite. Our day was pretty kind of just nothing. We started out, uh, you know, in the morning and. Our best spots, you know. Right. 
and we got skunked the first one second one we were walking down in and there's some cows out in the pasture and the cow stood up right when the cow stood up coyote stood up so we were pinpointed right in the middle of the field and cows gave us away for the most part and it was going to work exactly how we thought it was right coyote just beat us in the field um so at that point we got busted and that coyote's on my list because um, i actually had him in my crosshairs it's like a reddish colored coyote oh good looking one yeah and uh, we decided that he just kind of ended up turning and walked off. He didn't bust, didn't run. <clears throat> we decided we might try to call him in later, and we came back, didn't call him in. But now uh, now, now it's personal with him yeah, a little bit. So we'll he be, didn't even know what he did wrong. We'll be either, back. Poor guy. Yeah, we'll be back for him. But we ended up, I mean, I hopefully didn't educate him too bad. Um, and then, I mean, after that, we just kept going dry stand, dry stand. At 12.06, and I, I was doing the calling, and – I was nothing. I was striking out everything, vocals, everything. So I just started doing some random stuff I really don't do very often. And uh, our first coyote, I never seen. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I had turned the call off actually, and I was looking uh, kind of towards our downwind side, just checking it, making sure you know we weren't getting backdoored or something. And I'm looking over there, looking over there. All of a sudden, go boom! And I about I literally about peed my pants. I looked over, and Austin was sitting. I don't know. He's Probably 10 yards from me, Jared in between. With a shit-eating grin on his face. I couldn't see him. He was <laughs> he was, he was tucked in this corner, and uh, his coyote made it two steps out into the field, and he was I mean, straight. It was a per- perfect situation where it worked out, but I had no clue. I couldn't even say hey, He dropped it, and I was like, can anybody tell me what just happened? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, there's a dead cow right there. What so, had happened was I yeah. shot that cow right there. So that was our first one, 12.06, and then uh, – if he had a suppressor, he probably wouldn't have scared you so bad. That's no joke, yeah. He still I, wish he'd, I wish he'd get one. You know? Does he still know? Know. Still? Did he, He's still waiting? He actually did his a week, if not two, before mine. And I got I got mine. They cashed my tax stamp two weeks before. <laughs> and I've had mine for a little bit. A couple month at least. Yeah. Just about. So anyways. Anyway, so from there, then we... The next stand was actually crazy because... We could hear enough. There's two tournaments going on. Is this the video stand? Yeah, there's a video of it. I'll, yeah. I'll post it. There's Nate can post it on Facebook. I, I didn't save it, but you can't tell on the video. But there's another group. We passed the truck on the gravel road. Figure they were doing. There's another tournament that was pretty close to to where we're hunting at, and they're in the different one that we weren't in. And I knew the people, thinking they were like, I thought I knew where they were, which I kind of did. Anyway, we sat down. And I start calling. I said, Austin, you hear that? He goes, is that? It is, isn't it? I could hear their call. <laughs> we were sitting there. I could hear their call. I'm like, well, this is so done. Like on the other Just side of a hill. Different properties or same property? Both had permission. completely, Completely different property. They're actually probably pretty damn close to a mile away. Oh, real out. And the way the wind was blowing and the way the land lays, it was just echoing through. Mm-hmm. And so I was hearing an echo off of it is what I was hearing. But still, we ended up calling in a double that stand and killed both of them. Um, my God, it's all, I actually have my tacticams on on that I one. I just love, just, I hope you say it. Go ahead. I love this video. Oh, which part? The, I end, wasn't of, the get, end of it. I wasn't going to get too much detail. I, I cut the end of it off. No, not the, that part. That's not on there. Oh. Just oh. The, the end when you were like, so where the, is he? The first one came, <laughs> yeah, the first one came in and we could see him, see her coming all the way through this cornfield. 
and uh, I moved my tripod, and I think she's seen a little bit of movement or something. She just stopped and just stared up there on the hill where we were, and uh, we uh, we one two three it and dropped her. And uh, there's an argument of who shot her. I have video evidence from my gun that seems pretty convincing, <laughs> but uh, but as soon as we pulled the trigger, another one took off out of a brush pile that was pretty close to us and probably about 200 yards away and i i couldn't get on her or that coyote fast enough and <clears throat> austin shot and i'm still looking trying to see if i need to follow up or you know where i said where'd it go and he goes i dropped it <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part yeah but, uh, and then we were able to pick up one more um at a different farm at uh kind of same scenario you're talking about um with, with micah this thing just came in straight on a line and uh I started getting a little nervous because I didn't have a good angle to shoot it. We killed it 10 steps from the call, basically. Oh, I mean, wow. it was coming in, in. Yeah. And, uh, I, but ended up getting four, uh, had four coyotes, which tied for third, uh, and we fell to last on weight. We had a real small fell one. Fell to fifth, not last. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fell to, yeah, fell to fifth. Yeah. Tied for third. Got which fifth. top five places? Tied, fell to the last placing spot. There you go. Yeah. Just because uh, of weight. Right, because of weight. So we fell, tied for third and, and, body count and mm-hmm. fell to fifth for weight so it was a great tournament had a lot of fun yeah, fifth out of uh 70 teams i believe yeah um and i thought i read something or someone told me i can't remember but less than half the teams in the tournament killed a dog true. less than half the teams even got one or checked in so even though we had a crap day for i think our standard or i guess in general didn't six win it six, six won. won yeah yep. six won it and then five and then three four. teams tied there's six five and three teams with four yeah so i mean yeah, I thought. I mean, going into it that evening, I was like, eight dogs is going to win it." I, I was I like, eight, eight, "I was like, eight dogs." Wait a minute, you're talking it. about going into that evening? I was talking with Friday. The weather we fu- Friday night. I was yeah, like, "I think I eight dogs in. is going to okay. win it." I I thought during the day Saturday, I thought there's no way anybody's going to kill five. I thought four dogs would either win yeah, or I, well, I Saturday. Still, I yeah, still I thought, yeah. Uh, Saturday, I thought it's going to be seven or eight. Still, somebody's going to get in them. Yeah, you know, and uh, started talking to you guys. Started talking to a couple other buddies. That yeah. was hunting the tournament. I'm I like, want to call out our buddy Calder. Holy crap! Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I, I ain't calling him out. With, but... Was he messing with us on the? I think oh it's yeah. eight. Yeah. Oh eight's eight. It, about middle of the day. Yo, eight's winning it. I'm yeah, like, eight's winning I'm already. Like, oh, crap, like we're in trouble. We, we just got our first one. Now eight's winning it. Like there's no way. Let and me I'll, read this text from him too. Basically, because I asked him how he's doing. Like five hours later, he's like. Oh, dude! I just made that up. I was kidding. Yeah, I was I'd already told like three, four people. Like, oh, I know. Oh, eight, yeah, yeah. We were talking to people. I think we even told Heath that or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but he. I, I think at one point I even asked him like, "Well, how are you doing, man?" He's like, "We got five. You know, we're it's a little slow. We got five. I'm like, I don't want to tell you what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, was it was a good fun time. day. It was yeah, really yeah. good time. Yeah, it was hard hunting. I mean, it was a tough go of it, but it was a fun day. Question yeah. on mounts. Um, did you see the picture of the one I killed that day? The coyote? Yeah. Yeah. Would you, mount that one? Would you have mounted that one? No. Okay, good. I'm glad I made that decision. Because it was a pretty good-looking yeah, dog. A pretty yeah, coyote. A, I mean, a small one. And I just You say small. 26.2 pounds is not Average. Tiny. Whatever. So, so, since then also, the reason I say no is because, as you see on social media as well, I killed a bobcat. Oh. I have two deer at the taxidermist. I'm not saying you. I'm saying, is yeah. that dog pretty enough? No. Was that dog pretty enough? I don't think I'll mount a coyote unless it's black. I just I would mount a pretty one. Yeah, yeah it'd have you to know. be pretty gorgeous. Yeah, like there was one at one of the properties we hunt, and this has been two years ago that we had on trail camera. Look like a German Shepherd, mm-hmm. black saddle, red everything else. Yeah, 
And uh, I guess it could have been a German Shepherd. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. But that one, if we'd ever seen that dog, would have got it. But yeah. never, never saw that dog. So that was the tournament. We had a lot of fun, though. Yeah. I mean, it was time. wet. Um, I came home, took my gun out of the case, and let it air dry. Came downstairs the next morning, and my entire muzzle brake was orange. Oh, I I took that gun completely apart, and I just yeah, yeah. cleaned it. But and after I cleaned it, I figured I better shoot it. So I was shooting it, Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's sweet. awesome. But, uh, but yeah, it was a wet day. It was I mean, made me realize I needed a new pair of Gore-Tex boots because yeah. mine are no longer doing the thing that they're supposed to do. Yeah. So, but we also got some news. Yeah, some news, exciting news for us and you know, people. We uh, how how do we say it? Picked well, up. we did announce it last week on the social medias. I think partner new, new partner with the podcast for 2022. Um, we're excited to work with them, um, Midwest Gunworks. Yep, right out of the St. Louis area, Peavey to be Missouri. exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midwest Gunworks to give you a rundown of what they do. Uh, if it has to do with a gun. They do it. They're uh, basically, it looks like a full, it not looks like they are a full service gunsmith shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can kind of take care of all those needs. They also sell about every type of gun part you can imagine, especially associated with ARs for the most part. And uh, sell firearms. Sell firearms ammo, and firearm accessories. Suppressors. Propane. propane tools. No. I mean, yeah. you name it, they've got it. Uh, they've got an online shop, obviously. And then uh, MidwestGunWorks.com. Yep, check them out there. We oh. also have a coupon coupon code discount code with them uh this year uh mww5 for five percent off uh, your order um it's not a huge discount code but they don't really mark their stuff up yeah go check it out I they're mean, already yeah we they're were we were pre- talking about it and they are one of the cheaper, cheaper compare their prices sites. some others you'll be surprised yeah so yeah. use that to you know pay for your shipping get something a little cheaper uh that sort of stuff yep and uh, we're excited to work with them um we've uh, met met some folks with them already and uh, we'll probably Good be people. looking out. We're going to probably do some pretty cool shows with them uh, over the next mm-hmm. year um, about gun-specific stuff. And uh, kind of excited to do them. Without so, a doubt. Good people. Excited to work with them. Uh, also, our other sponsor for today's show. Returning uh, partner. Returning partner, uh, Cuddyback Digital. L- love working with them. Not going to give out our coupon code because I'm not sure if it'll work for you right now. But we're going to have yep. another one, we'll I'm sure. Um, check them out cuttybackdigital.com I'm Start I, I said I was going to do this last week but I need to go pull my cameras and I'm going to move on but uh, you know, we need to get some feed out now start seeing what made it see yep. yeah because uh, this will come out actually after deer season is closed in Missouri yep yep it will yeah and that's yeah I've been meaning to do that but that whole thing time is just a SOB yep yeah. uh, so check them out too Today's show. Yeah. Let's, finally. We yeah. are 17 minutes into talking. We, yeah. People will probably quit listening before they get to the content. Today's show. We are excited. We are actually, it's out of, you know, you wouldn't even think we're, we'd be doing something like this, but it really makes a lot of sense if you think about it. We are recording a show, or we recorded a show with the Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. Wyoming. Because a lot of what they do is with out of state vets. Mm-hmm. 90%. 90% of what they do is with out-of-state vets. So, guess what states those vets come from? Ours. States like ours. Place <laughs> our listeners come from. Yeah. So, uh, we wanted to bring awareness to them and, uh, you know, help them maybe get more people knowing about them in, in our area, our, mm-hmm. the states that we're around in, in Missouri. And um, we have uh, Chad Parsons and uh, Stephen Brinkley on. 
yep. who is the president and the vice president of the organization, on and to talk about two them. co-founders. I mean, of their yeah organization. Yeah. yeah. So um, we just talk. I mean, talk about what they do, how they started, yep. some cool stories about some hunts they've done. Yeah. Give some how good to, highlights. Yeah, how to get involved, how to sign up if you are a vet and you want that's yep. something you want to partake in. Yeah, and then we'll link uh, their social media stuff and how you can get a hold of them in the show notes and the social media posts. Yep. Um, so we're excited to, to do that show with them, and uh, you just want to get right into it now. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Okay, with us tonight, we've got Chad Parsons and Stephen Brinkley with the Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. Uh, Chad is the president, and Stephen is the vice president. Welcome, guys. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Thanks for having us. No problem, yeah, absolutely. man. Um, so b- before we get into all the fun stuff we're probably going to get into, uh, why don't y'all introduce yourselves right quick, and then... Um, one of you two just explain what the Veterans Health Foundation of Wyoming is. Well, I'm uh, I'm Chad Parsons. I am a Army vet. Um, we kind of decided quite a while ago, uh, myself, my wife, and then later hooking up with Stephen, uh, we decided to create or actually become part of a entity to help veterans um, that we're having a lot of trouble reintegrating into society uh, that meaning that they they were having trouble with just just coping you know coping with people coping with their environment their jobs all these things and I, I know about those things because I was one of them and even though you got up every day you went to work you you did your daily chores, if you want to call it, there was something missing. There was a lot of things missing. One of those big things was was, uh, camaraderie that we had when we were in the service. So we started looking at different ways. You know, there's a lot of entities out there that that do a lot of things for vets. You know, you've got wounded warriors, you've got um, fallen outdoors, you've got all these different uh, organizations. But there was one thing that we saw that was missing, and that was being personable. Actually hooking up with another vet, being able to, to do that one-on-one, bring them into your home, to your families, be able to get them into the outdoors, whether it was going on a hunt, going on a fishing trip, whether it was going out looking for shed antlers, I mean, a cup of coffee, whatever. So that that's kind of kind of how we started, um, and it's like you said, as we go on through this, we'll get a lot deeper into everything we do. But our big thing is nobody understands a vet like a vet, and it's that way that we heal by helping others heal. Right. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at with that, Stephen. Top that, Stephen. So, so I'm Stephen Brinkley. I am the vice president 
and the fundraising coordinator for our organization. And, um, you know, I really can't add too much to what Chad described our organization as outside of our, the key to our organization is the word help. Um, you know, our, our goal is to reach as many veterans as possible, but not go outside of that personal connection. Um, what Chad and I decided was we wanted to be able to look at pictures five years down the road and say, I remember that guy. I remember that gal. I remember their story. And we've both been part of entities in the past where that didn't exist. And that was one of the big things that we wanted to key in on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, let me say, and you guys can chime in too. I mean, before we even get further into it, uh, I think most people know that our show is huge supporters of our vets and we appreciate what you guys both did for us. Um, and we're just talking to you two, so we can only say that to you two. But we, from the bottom of our hearts, thank thank you for what y'all um, sacrificed for us and, and did everything so we can sit here on a freaking podcast on a Got Thursday down. night. Um, you know, we, we do a lot with uh, our MoVets Outdoor guys. We know them pretty well. Steve and I was telling you about Tim Worley before the show yep. started. And, um, you know, we've done some stuff with Mike Unruh with, with the Fallen Outdoors here in Missouri. Yep. So when uh, when you reached out, you know, it doesn't even matter that you guys are in the Wyoming area because uh, what we'll talk about here in a few minutes, it ain't just Wyoming. And what's cool about the Veterans Help Foundation where you guys are at is Wyoming has some really badass shit to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all got a lot of good stuff up there to shoot. Ain't and, that the truth? In fact, Chad's sitting right in front of an elk mount. Yeah. On a screen there. Yeah. Well, I hate to say, but that's my smallest bull. Oh, well, okay. Screw you. Rub it in. That's the only Rub one. Rub it in. That's the only one that could fit over or fit over the mantle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been doing so, this so, so far? I will, I, I'll, let me chime in on that real quick. Yeah. If uh, if you guys ever make it out this way, um, be prepared for a mount museum. Oh boy! Really? That's, that's all I'm going to tell you. So they are rubbing it in. <laughs> as far as the foundation, we've been doing this for three years. Okay. You know, under under the Veterans Help Foundation name, uh, we broke out on our own and became our own entity. This year, well, actually last year, the end of last year, Um, we're not even a year old uh, on our own, but although we've been operating on on our own for three years, um, I've only lived in Wyoming for 16 years. So I'm originally from Western North Carolina. So for me to, to go from hunting whitetail, bear, turkey, and the occasional pig, so going somewhere where I chase elk, mule deer, whitetail, black bear, turkey, I mean, pronghorn <laughs> animal every year. Yeah, right. it's, it was, well, it was, it was this redneck's dream. I mean, <laughs> uh, um, and as far as the Mount Museum, as, as Stephen calls it, um, my wife's a taxidermist. 
Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Yeah. That makes it. That makes that. Ha- that's handy. You could now. use that right now, Andy, because Andy's <laughs> got. Yeah. Andy's got two deer, and he just killed a bobcat last night or two nights ago. Two nights ago, oh, now, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, so he's sitting there going, "Oh God, I got, what I do got I a do? small bill coming myself." <laughs> so yeah, you know, everybody's like, "Man, you know, your your taxidermy bill must be outrageous." <laughs> I'm like, "No, I, I kind of I'm I work for it." Um, <laughs> To be honest, yeah, it probably we, is higher than anybody <laughs> else's. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we we own the business, and uh, she she takes care of everything artistic, and and I do all the grunt work. Nice, um, but I'm okay with that. You know, it, right. it pays out in the end. Um, but she also is a, is a very avid hunter and a guide as well. Um, you know, when when we bring veterans in, she is is just as capable as well somewhat more capable than some that, that help us out but uh it's it's a family affair i guess is the best way to put it yeah that's awesome. pretty awesome that's very cool what's some of the i mean so you guys are in wyoming but like we were talking about before we started recording it isn't only about wyoming vets i mean obviously yeah. obviously you want to focus on your wyoming vets because they're important but let's be honest, there's only eight people that live in Wyoming. So, right? Or is it nine? Um, I think we had somebody move in next door and they had two kids. No. <laughs> uh, um, Wyoming is the lowest populated state in the U.S. Um, we're somewhere around the 500,000 mark in, in the entire good state. Sounds mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nice. But, but the bad thing is, is they all live in, the, in similar areas. Right. So you'll, you'll hit a town. Um, the town that I live in, Laramie, is not huge by any stretch of the imagination. Um, when the universe, we only have one four-year university, and it's in Laramie. When it is in session, we're around twenty-eight thousand people. Yeah. When they leave, we're at about twelve thousand people. Yeah. That's just like the college town I went to. I actually yeah, have a yeah. I have a niece uh, that travels from Missouri, and uh, she goes out every once in a while as a CNA in nursing homes out there. And works, you know, different periods, you know, two, four, six weeks. Uh, her last two times she's been there in Wyoming, pretty close to Laramie. I can't think of the name of the towns. Uh, Cheyenne. It could be. They're small. They're real small. Uh, so I don't think Cheyenne. It wasn't Cheyenne. But uh, okay. anyway, but no, she said that's part of the problem is the you know, not some, the population is not dense enough to have enough staff to, to keep those places going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you leave – we judge from town to town in time, not miles. Right. You know, from basically if you leave Laramie to go to Cheyenne, it's 45 minutes. And there's nothing in between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that, – it's, it's kind of a nice thing. Um, you know, but that lends – it lends itself to a lot of opportunities for us. Um because there's a lot of public land, uh, public ground. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of private landowners here that that uh, are willing to give access for veterans. Sure. Where else they they may not give that access to anyone other than an outfitter or somebody that pays. Um, and I can't I can't blame them for that. You know, it's it's how they pay their taxes. You know. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, being in Wyoming. We do help out our local vets, mm-hmm. um, but with the uh, kind of opportunities here, most of our local vets 
get after everything that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. We're our, we have connections elsewhere. Um, for say one of the connections we have is with a different organization called on the water that's in North Dakota and they're all about walleye fishing. Well, we partner with them. So we send a group of people up there to go on, on fishing trips. Nice. Um, you know, we, we move people around. We have, um, a lady that owns a farm in Colorado that we send guys down there to chase turkeys. And we've got a guy in Oklahoma that does waterfowl. So, we kind of move people around so that there's opportunities for everybody. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, but about 90% of our hunters that come in are out of state. Okay. And it's a perfect opportunity. We can share what we have to help vets from everywhere. Yeah. Um, one of the big things, you know, you, you would think with the state of Wyoming, that the big animal everybody wants to go after is elk, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's pronghorn antelope. Really? You can go You can go to a lot of different places and chase elk, but there's only a certain number of states that you can get an antelope tag. Yeah. And on top of that, most states, the draw is unbelievably long. Yeah. Here, antelope outnumber people 12 to 1. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe it. I've been up there. (laughs) So when you look at it that way, let's say, for instance, you've got somebody in Missouri that's chasing whitetail their whole life. And you're able to say, hey, you know what? we got this adventure for you. I'm going to take you out west. You're going to get to go chase antelope. You're going to get to do some fishing. You're going to get to chase, you know, go out and shoot prey dogs. You're going to get to go do all these things that we do all the time and take for granted. And it's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, you know, that, that's the, that's kind of where we're at. That's antelope is our, is our starting point. Okay. Yeah. Somebody wants to come out. That's usually what we try to get them on. Um, I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent, um, oper- you know, the, I'm not going to say it's 100% kill or harvest on their animal, uh, but it's 99.9999 whatever percent you want to say. <laughs> if I'm sorry, you were can, you were trilling off, and did I catch a niner in there? <laughs> <laughs> if they can shoot, they'll, they'll leave here with a nice one. Did right. uh, t- tell us a story? I mean, do you do you have one that comes to mind of somebody came coming from out of state to chase their first antelope and? You know, one that hits your head? I've got one, and, and the only reason I'm going to throw this one out there is uh, it, it's recent, um, and it's kind of got more of a backstory to it. But we – and I'm not going to use any names. Uh, for for some of our hunters, they're very, they're very private. Mm-hmm. Sure. Makes you know, and, and they do not want any kind of publicity. Um, right if they allow you to take your picture, you know, that's, that's something. Yeah. yeah. But I've actually got to be pretty good friends with this. this Let's guy. refer to him as Robert Bobby. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call him Hillbilly. Cause he's, <laughs> from, uh, he's from my home state. Uh, I met him out here. Um, Air force pilot. Um, Navy. had a crash. Steven, so, Steven, uh, did you just say Navy? Yes, he was Navy. Oh, sorry. Navy. That's right. Navy pilot. I crashed. 
Um, so he's he's pretty he's pretty messed up. Young guy, never hunted big game before in his life, ever. So we had an outfitter approach us with two premium tags, a deer tag and an antelope tag. And they said, you know, go through the process and find us somebody deserving. So we we picked one guy for the mule deer hunt and we picked this guy for the antelope hunt. A lot of things went wrong. And when I mean a lot of things, all the way from the private land that he was supposed to be to hunt being opened up to public five days before he was supposed oh, to go. No. I mean, you name it. It was it was a desert. There was no animals. So we kind of stepped back and punted a little bit and decided that uh, I was going to take him on some property that I own. There was a particular antelope on that property that we'd been chasing for three years. And it was a, it was an odd, a really odd, you know, we, we call them freaks, non-typical, whatever you want to call it with an antelope. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go out, you know, and I had not seen him all year. I'd seen several really nice ones, but not him. So we load up and we go and we get out. The wind's pretty rough. Um, again, never has harvested a big game animal. We found that antelope in a place that it never should have been on the shore of a lake. <laughs> he had his entire herd pushed down on this beach. So if you've ever tried to put a stalk on an animal on open ground on a beach <laughs> <laughs> with a guy that can't move real well and a service dog. Yeah. Oh man. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, well, love, we'll just say love got him killed. Um, he, he done some really dumb things. Um, the hunter missed him twice. But mm. he was so hung up on those does that he literally run to us. Oh, wow. <laughs> into, the, into the danger zone and, and took that fall. And the look on his face, the hunter's face, you know, just yeah. complete awe you know that he not only got to go out for his first big game animal but he got to take something that is kind of the pinnacle so, yeah. for a, a lot, lot of animals. people yeah you know so it, it's and you know he hadn't <laughs> experienced that feeling ever before in his life no. like you said he had never hunted big game right he, he was he didn't know he was speechless you know, I just That's cool. literally had to walk away, you know, and, and give him some time because he, he was emotional, you know, um, I don't get emotional. <laughs> right, <but. laughs> I sense sarcasm. You, you do yeah. you. <laughs> I sense sarcasm. So, um, but here's the thing. I can tell you a hundred stories just like it. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's really the cool thing about what we do and, and, and with antelope, you know, and um, I've got another hunter that had hunted with us previous. So we brought him in for his very first antelope again, bucket list. And it was another one of those deals where everything went wrong. He, we had, we had uh, put him in for the old West, West invitational Turkey shoot, which is, 
a very coveted um i'm trying to think of the word really that would be the best to it but it's a calcutta so you literally you have a guide a what you have a property is that a type of turkey so you bet you bet on like teams (laughs) oh okay i I thought he was talking about an animal i don't know what i'm talking about god okay yeah so calcutta is uh Somebody will buy a team, mm-hmm. literally pay money for that team, and if the team wins, they win X amount of money that's in the pot. Gotcha. Um, so you have volunteer guides. You have ranches that are being donated to be used, and then you have the people that buy into this hunt at $5,000 a piece. Oh, wow. And there's not a lot of turkeys out there that – I could even think they'd be worth 5,000 and I'm still working on my, my world slam, you know? So yeah, yeah. I don't even think that, uh, uh, oscillated worth that, but still. So we had the opportunity because they always honored a couple vets every year. We had the opportunity to be able to put him in and he got, he got drawn, um, did not know him personally. Um, it was through a, a contact in Indiana who had suggested, you know, for, for us to uh, put him in for this. Well, he gets drawn, and that was the year COVID hit. Oh, shit. So everything got shut down, you know. Yep. Um, so by this time, I've kind of got to know him. Well, actually, his wife more than him over the phone because she's the one that really put in all this information. And she's a vet as well, disabled vet. And the wonderful thing about Wyoming, and I, I failed to mention this earlier, is if a veteran is 50% more, 50% or more disabled by the VA, then we can allocate tags to them. Nice. So if somebody draws a tag here, and it's a, it's a, a resident, so a bull elk tag is $58 nice. for a resident. If they draw that tag and decide they don't want to use it or they draw it specifically to donate, they can donate it to our organization, and then we can turn around and put a non-resident on that tag. Oh, that's awesome. So instead of being, you know, I don't even know what it is for non-resident now, probably close to $1,000. Uh, I know to put in for my points, it was like almost yeah. 200 bucks <laughs> just to put in right. for points. So, it ain't just, cheap. So, yeah. What's that? A non-resident elk tag is thirteen hundred and fifty-six dollars. My wife is going to kill me if I ever draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, there's your answer. Um, antelope. I know the special antelope is around six hundred. So we can. That's the wonderful thing about the way this is set up is we can bring them in. And since he and his wife both were were over the threshold. Him being 100% and his wife being 90%, we decided to get them both any antelope tags. Awesome. And brought them up, and it was it was interesting. That's all I'll say. I, I, I won't get that deep into the antelope story because it will take away from the other. But they both harvested, had a great time, um, stayed with my wife and I. We both guided them and become really good friends. Um, one of his dreams was to harvest a bull elk. 
we have stayed away from trying to take too many people on bull elk hunts because, well, it, it's a bull elk hunt. You know, they're not typically easy. Right. And they're pretty unsuccessful, you know, for the most part, too. I mean, right, right. I mean, on average, they say that a resident will harvest his elk every four years. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's a bull. Right. It means an elk. So we've tried to stay away from that unless we had an outfitter. Um, But he was intent. He wanted to do this. Wanted the opportunity come up for him to hunt a general area. The thing to know about general areas is generally the elk aren't there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Remember that if we ever get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So the general area, though, just happened to be an area that I know pretty good and been hunting and had been running into a lot of elk trying to mule deer hunt this year. We had a special draw tag. I warned him on what he was getting into because it was going to be a serious wake up to his body. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, From the time I get out of a truck to the time I get back in, I may, I may make elevation changes of 500 to a thousand feet three, four times. So, yeah, exactly. Up and oh, down, up and down. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to do it. You know, he's like, I will be ready. I will be ready. I will be ready. And he found out when he got here that he wasn't. <laughs> and it probably wasn't even his goes. fault. Like he could have he trained wasn't. all he's wanted and it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. the thing is, is a hundred percent disabled. Um, he has TBI traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Um, been blown up a couple times. He's got a couple purple hearts, and you, you name it. The, the guy's he's a walking scar. Um, I had him on our second day out. I had him on five different bull elk. Oh man! Mm. And we it just it wouldn't work. There was you know he he hunts Fort Steel, where I think they can pet the elk, and. He killed a couple cows down there, but no bulls. You know, just never could get on a bull tag. He'd been trying to get a bull tag for 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, this, like I said, this was a quest. Um, That night, when we got back to my camp, you could see that he wasn't only physically beat, he was mentally beat. And the only thing I could tell him is, hey, let's get some sleep. We'll get up and do it again tomorrow. I'll cut to the next morning. We had 14 cows and a bull walk in front of us. Oh, driving in. Heck yeah. 15 minutes later, he had his hands on his first bull elk. That's awesome. There we go. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was surreal. I mean, we, we walked around, we walked around on a high that, couldn't be a you know even explained yeah um for me to take someone out and get them something that they've been trying for for 20 years yeah and a person like that i mean a person that sacrificed yeah. so much to be able to get them an opportunity like that yeah i mean I, yeah that's amazing did uh so did you guys start this steven and uh chad did you guys start this together did you guys start at the same time or who's who was i mean essentially yes it there wasn't a whole lot of lag between Chad and Renee and, and myself coming into play. 
Okay. Chatter actually ran a a chapter of a different organization together uh, in 2018. Yeah. And then when Chad left, I I wasn't. I think it was maybe a week. Okay. Later that I I left and joined joined with Chad. So I can pretty much ask this to both of you then, but. And I, I realize you kind of already have answered it with the stories you just kind of told us, Chad. But why? I mean, there's all kinds of people out there that have giving hearts, right? Like, hey, Chad, would you be okay? There's all answer? there's all kinds. But what made you guys say we're gonna we're gonna put the time and effort in to actually go out and do this? What made you different than a normal person who says, you know what, I'll donate? a weekend to go help out here and there for something or I'll, you know, cause I'm guessing you guys spend a lot of time handling your business here. So what made it, what made it something that you wanted to do? I guess the answer is why, why? So I'm going to give you my personal story. Um, I lost a very close friend and, and technically, you know, when you, when you're in the military, you're not, just friends your your brothers your sisters your you know and this individual when we were going through our course pool together in in great lakes covered my six i had a a situation that i i was desperately trying to figure out so i could stay with the person i was married with at that time and on 9-11, when that third plane struck the Pentagon, the nose of that plane struck the office that he and it oh, killed man. him and 13 other sailors. Mm. Um, I was sitting in a, in a communication center on the other side of the world or the other side of the United States, and I had no clue until right around the end of my shift that he had even passed. Mm. Um, so I have dedicated my um, giving back in, in his name. Uh, but why we do what we do, because we're, we're dealing with our own issues. And when you have a spouse or a significant other come up to you after you have helped this individual and they're in tears because they haven't seen the person that they've been with in, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 years and haven't seen the look on their face the way it was so long ago return. That's the magic of this. That's the that's what we love hearing and seeing. You know, the the individual that that got his first bull. You could you can see the there's there's more than just a smile behind that behind that smile. You, you could see the you could see the emotion that he was trying to trying to avoid having on picture um, 
and, and that is and I, I highly doubt Chad's gonna gonna correct this, but that's what drives us every year to come back to to continue doing this. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I made a lot of promises to you know to to people that you know we would get together and hunt when we got out when we got away you know because i mean that's what i grew up doing and uh then they would keep those promises to some you know and it's my connection you know i'm i'm connected to to the outdoors it's the best way i can put it it's it's my it's my reverence. It's my church. It's it's where I go to, you know, be baptized. I guess is the best way to put it. And being able to take that and and give it and show and introduce, you know, these guys that have never hunted and and gals, you know, I I got to be lucky enough to uh, to get a vet. This was actually at the, at the Old West Invitational uh, turkey shoot, and, I, and like I said, I guide. I don't I don't guide for um, veterans' help up there. I'm actually a, a member of a pro staff. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about that, but you can say uh, it. Yeah, talking about about us. Yep. Okay, so I'm on uh, I'm on Mossy Oaks pro staff. They're awesome. national pro staff. So my wife is also. So we, that's who we go up there and guide for. You know, we there's a bunch of us that we all get together every year up there in Hewlett and from we're talking North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Georgia. I mean, all these different people in the pro staff, we all get together and we more pretty much take the place over. But it seems like every year I get I get a vet is one of my hunters. <laughs> and it's supposed to be random draw, but you know how that works. <laughs> um, and last year I got to take a young lady out and got her a first bird nice that's pretty cool and a nice bird at that um so she had been out with several different organizations it just so happens that she'd been out with an organization that Stephen and i used to, to work with but uh, uh she wanted to know about more about what we do you know why we do what we do and the one thing she walked away and told me was in the one day that I took her out for a turkey, I talked to her more than she did on a five day cow elk hunt. Then, you know, the people that took mm. her out Yeah. because to them, it was all about, all right, let's get everybody together and let's go out and kill stuff. And all right, here's your dinner and see you. Bye. Yeah. Okay. To me, that's, that's, helpful to some but not helpful to most you know yeah. it, it is about it is about that, that being personal yeah so that's why we do it you well, know again i assumed you weren't going to say for the money uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know i kind of a piece of what you said and and something that a, a previous guest um walt disney said walt disney my uh, man <laughs> Um, believe it or not, he was really on. That, that's Look a, it up. If, you, a if you have never met our Walt Disney, have you ever met Walt? No. Duckhorn. 
Yep. Uh, he he's a vet, and uh, he's now a uh, uh, what's the term? Counselor. He's counselor. a counselor. Yeah. His his real legal legal name is Walt Disney, and uh, he has got the most beautiful voice. He, oh, it, he yeah. needs to be on commercials. He should be the dude that does every intro for everything. Yep. It's he's a terrific and he's a terrific guy on, at that. And uh, anyways, continue. But he, he had basically put it in, in, in. I'm gonna butcher it, but in the terms of, you know, you guys have been through so much, so much on your minds that when you go out into nature, you go hunting. You, you're out in the the pureness of it that it gets back to. I mean, the earth has almost. Uh, what was an energy wave or whatever, and it gets healing you sync, properties, right? It gets you synced back up with, with nature. It gets you synced back up with the the true, I don't know, uh, tempo of life. Um, yeah, um, and I mean, he was talking, kind of talking about that type of stuff, and you know how really healing that that is. Being, it's not about the hunt, it's not about the killing. You're talking about the five day cow hunt, get out there, kill the animal, and get out. You know, get out type deal. It's it's about being out in nature, being get, given that time, I guess, to to reflect and think and reset. and get back to that zero, yeah, to reset, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, um, you guys, turkey hunters, yeah, yeah, not as not as I, big I, as I'm not other a, things. I'm not a good one. Yeah, I, I none of us are good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just tell you this: none of us are near grand slamming anything. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I got one. I'm just trying to get a freaking <laughs> Eastern on the ground at this point. <laughs> well, I've got a slam. Um, I, I would really like to get my Royal. So that's, uh, um, uh, finally getting to, to go after a ghoul. And when I get it, then, then we'll think about the, the world, but yeah. Yeah. Um, now with that, that old West invitational turkey shoot, I actually got the guy to really, interesting person that if you're a turkey hunter you've probably heard of him uh preston Pittman. i've heard the name yeah i, I don't know i'm not familiar right. but i've heard definitely yeah. heard the name five-time world champion <laughs> no i know it <laughs> see well, yeah Tur- i mean that we love hunting fellas. turkey and butt stuff but we're just not good we don't follow it as much as other things that yeah. was uh that was a little intimidating to say the least i would say and so I would imagine yeah. That, yeah that would be like us going elk hunting with uh i don't know Corey Jacobson. Corey Jacobson or something, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, you call him." I'll be like, "What? <laughs> no." <laughs> uh, red Eichler or something. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, okay, awesome. so that kind of leads me into my next question. Then, so obviously we know why now, and I assume that was going to be the answer I got. I would have been really surprised if you would have said, "Yeah, for the money, we make we both make two hundred fifty grand a year doing this." But uh, <laughs> how, so, how do you guys? How do you how do you do it? How do you pull off getting these hunts, raising funds? How do you pull off you know running your organization so that you can offer as much as you can to as many vets as you can, which I'm assuming is the goal. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say a few words and I'm going to refer to Stephen. Um, I, I don't know how he does it, but Stephen. <laughs> He, he gets donations like you wouldn't believe. A lot of times, you know, our donations aren't monetary. Uh, they're product. But on top of that, we run raffles. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that we agreed upon right in the beginning was we were not going to do banquets. Right. You know, we've, I, I've been on too many banquet committees for too many organizations. 
And the last thing I want to do is spend $55,000 on a banquet to make $4,000. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we do a lot of, we do a lot of ground pounding, you know, um, as far as the money side, I'm going to let Steven talk about how he does what he does. Don't give up any trade secrets, but uh, <laughs> I'll let him talk about that because he's into so many things with, with so many different avenues of social media and all these other things that, that he runs. I'm not a big social media person. Um, the happiest sound that my phone makes is it when it dings and lets me know that I don't have service anymore. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll let Steven uh, kind of run with that when he's done. I'll kind of touch on a, on a couple of the hard, hard ground pieces that we do. So Steven, take it away. All right. So like Chad said, you know, I've, I've ran our fundraising since we distance um, we tried things and we failed um or not failed but you know we we've barely come out ahead mm -hmm. um and and that's part of a fundraising organization you 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 have to be willing to take a step and understand that you're probably going to take two steps backwards at times um i mean we had raffles where you know we we swore up one side and down the other that it would sell out and we're going into the night of the of the giveaway and we've still got more than 50 percent of our tickets left yeah um so it's it's one of those where communication getting your your face out there is key and <laughs> chad has a specific ringtone for me and that ringtone is jaws <laughs> and i'm sure there's a a secondary reason for that for that ringtone which i'm probably not wanting to know but <laughs> the primary well at least he said primary reason that he gave me that ringtone is he knows when I call him nine times out of ten it's to say hey we just got this donation or or hey you know that money we needed for X reason just got just got covered and and all that he can think about is you know the movie Jaws when there it you just barely see the shark and it's coming and yeah. it's coming and it's coming and you know it's gonna bite your butt <laughs> and i don't let go once i have the butt right <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, so i mean 100 percent. i mean you guys are i mean rely on donations from from individuals for them i mean most part it sounds like yeah. well it's not individuals the donations that we get from individuals are the people that buy the raffle tickets for right. the giveaway um we i reach so so even in the years of of the two major years of covid i submitted between those two years almost 25 emails to companies mm -hmm. and 
each year I've improved on my approach and, and then all of a sudden I, so I, I have had a personal on a personal LinkedIn account for what I do on a daily basis. And I really didn't keep up on it for a while. And the, in March of last year, I started paying attention to it a little bit more. And as I paid attention to it a little bit more, I started recognizing there were a lot of veteran organizations on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of companies that were tied to these organizations mm -hmm. because of, of their LinkedIn accounts. So I called Chad up and I said, hey, I'm going to put us on LinkedIn. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't heard I, about our TikTok either? <laughs> <laughs> I said, because I think it might benefit us. Within six weeks of me putting us on it, we had an official sponsor. Awesome. That's, That's great. awesome. They flew out in May of, of 21, sat down and talked with Chad and I and, and Renee and a few others from our organization, and they left with a check sitting on the table so that we could get a pull trailer to pull our stuff for events and and we're in the process of of fixing it up to to make it a, a an additional sleep area when we have multiple veterans out for hunts um but we wouldn't have had the ability to get that if it wasn't for them yeah um and it's just exploded from there i've i've the when chad said we're not doing banquets well last year i convinced him that we needed to do a we did a banquet it was a dinner it was a dinner we created an event called wyoming guns swap me and invent okay and so it's our our event last year which we made money we didn't lose money. Um, it was at a private landowner's property here in Wyoming and in the Cheyenne area who had a, had a built in, you know, he, he built a range by himself and gave us the ability to have people come out. He let anybody shoot at the range. We had a pistol and had the long rifle set up. And, and this year, we're ramping it up a little bit more. We're having it at the Laramie rifle range here uh, in Laramie. And we've seen a tremendous amount of backing this year with it um, to include a major precision rifle company that has said, yes, we will come down and do a demonstration. Well, nice. then on top of that, if a person buys into our precision shoot-off and they score above X amount of points on their shoot, they get to go do a free 15-minute demonstration with this precision rifle company for free, and they get to shoot their rifle. Nice. Very nice. So, and if you watch any kind of outdoor TV uh the company is talking about, and I'll just go ahead and throw it out, is, is Best of the West. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, um, okay. So tie it back. So to tie it back into the Midwest a little bit, and us boys, you know, from the Missouri area and surrounding states. Um, and we got to get you guys hooked up with our buddies at Movets and you know yeah, Tim yeah, and Tony and even Mike over at uh, the Fallen Outdoors here in Missouri. Yeah, Mike on there. Um, but how can a vet? You know, two two different things really. How can a vet get themselves involved with your organization? And then how can uh, uh, the public, we'll call it, um, also involve themselves, whether that's helping out, you know, in a monetary way or just anything they can do to help out your organization, um, kind of go down how somebody from the Midwest, which is where we're at, obviously, can get involved with you guys out in Wyoming. I'll take the first one if you want to take the money, Stephen. All right. All right. So... As far as uh, veterans or anyone that wants to get a vet involved, um, you know, I mean, we, we're still kind of old school in the way that uh, we use Facebook. You know, we, ha- we have a Facebook page. Uh, on said Facebook page, there is an application, and it's called an adventure application. Name that, said, the- name that said Facebook page first. That said Facebook page is Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. Um, go on to that, that page, of course, you know, follow us because that way you can keep up with all the craziness we're doing, mm-hmm. but there's an application. It's called an out, uh, adventure application. When someone fills out that application, um, they will email myself or Steven to let us know it's there, which we do know. And they go on the list for that year. So basically what we do is we start at the top uh, with people that have never hunted with us and work our way down through what tags we have. Um, what, and this will touch a little bit on that donation piece, but what we ask a lot of people here in Wyoming to do instead of giving us money is to put in for a tag. So let's say, for instance, uh, we've got a guy who hunts. Of course, he doesn't want to give up his tags. But his wife might not hunt so she can put in for a tag um, and then if they draw said tag they can donate it to us and that's pretty much there's only one animal that we cannot cross a tag in other words if it's drawn cannot be donated let us try to guess that animal go for it Grizzly. i'm gonna say wolf what do you say Actually, do you guys elk. have wolves in Wyoming? Yes. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Actually, as long as they're not in the trophy area, they're predators. You can shoot at will. No shit. Okay, I'm yeah. wrong. We'll get, we have a conversation <laughs> here in a little bit. Once <laughs> <Yeah. it ends>. <laughs> <laughs> Any I, other guesses? You guessed what? I, I guess grizzly. I would, moose? Is moose? There ain't no there. moose there, is there? So, grizzly, <laughs> grizzlies are still on the endangered list. I didn't mean grizzly. Idiot. <laughs> that was no, 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 no. They came off, and we were prepared to have our first season, and the tree huggers. Oh, they got in the way. They got in the way. Dang, Dang hippies. So, uh, moose. Moose can be transferred. Oh. <laughs> the only animal that cannot be transferred is a bison. Bison. I'll be damned. Dang it. So, we're talking... 
mountain goat, bighorn sheep. You can ask Steven. He was lucky enough to actually get his hands on one of those bighorn sheep tags, the punk. Those are pretty sought <laughs> after, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bighorn sheep. Let's get for a walk. Hang yeah, on. Mountain, mountain lion, or, um, mountain lion, mountain goat, black bear, uh, moose, antelope, elk. All of these can be transferred. Nice. That's awesome. So, you take that. Yeah. Look, oh, now see. he's really. Oh, rubbing now it in. he's. Uh, for Everybody. those of you who obviously can't tell that yeah. he's showing us a, a mount of his bighorn sheep there. <laughs> Yeah, and he's and he's not moving off it. Oh, there he is again. Now he's smiling. It's okay. I, I've got a few around here that he don't have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as long again, we'll we'll ask those people. To, that's how we ask them to donate here. You know, people are real real sketchy with money. You know, where's that money going? Because you you see a lot of different. Uh, stories out there about yeah. this organization got caught doing this or this organization got caught doing this and we we don't ever want to get a black eye for yeah. anything like that. um but again you know we don't handle large sums of money either pretty much what we raise in a year we use right you know if if you've ever gotten a hotel room and and paid for airfare and meals for a week and you you guys get it it's it's expensive yeah. Uh, but uh, can somebody um, on that application on Facebook, uh-huh. can somebody submit an application on behalf of somebody else? Yes. You know, like uh, I can think of all kinds of situations where my buddy, he's not going to ask and he's never going to. So I want him to be able to get this hunt or I want him to be able to go out west. So I put Absolutely. it in for them. Yes, you can. And that's that's kind of, yeah. you know. Go ahead, Steve. The thing, Nate, is that you just got to know that he's going to qualify for the tag program. Right. Makes right. sense. 55%. Yeah, as right. long as as long as long we actually had somebody put in that did not qualify and then was surprised that we didn't get him a tag. Um, and you mentioned to qualify. Sorry. What's that? You mentioned to qualify is 55%. Uh, 50%. 50%. Okay, so 50%. Yep. As long as they meet 50 or above, they're good to go. Um, and, and so just know that if you put somebody in, they're qualified. If we choose them, the next step is going to be able to transfer that tag, and that's going to require some paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we've got to have a letter from the EA that says 30% or 60% or whatever. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to get your hands on. Um, if we get to that point and that person does get that tag, we do ask that they duct tape that person or whatever and drag them to Wyoming. Tag. <laughs> 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 um, we, we've had situations where people have put in for the tags, and they we've gotten them a hunt, and we've put them on these tags. And once that tag is transferred to a person, it can't be transferred again. And we've had a, several hunters back out on us, yeah, and that hurts. So, you yeah, know, especially I mean, everybody's yeah, putting in all this time and effort, and then hurt. nothing happens. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's you're, no fun. You're staring at a tag that you could have kept on down the line and give to someone else, right? You know, and, that, and that's the reason it does hurt is because when Chad mentioned the you know spouse who doesn't hunt and they can donate tags. 
my wife, ever since I've been doing this, I put her in for tags and they get donated. And on average, she donates four tags per year. Well, she's now at the point where she wants to see what's happening with those tags because it's 200 to $250 a year out of our pocket for those tags. Right. And so she has been actually frustrated a time or two when all of a sudden she pulled, oh, well, you know, the tag you pulled and was supposed to be donated got donated to somebody and they backed out. And they know, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I so, get it. you know, it's, it's, it's a quick way of, of having somebody who is willing at first to become unwilling when that happens. Right. Yeah. Getting burned. The, getting burned. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we, like I said, we have people that donate the tags that they never want to know anything else. You know, here's the tag. Just take it. I'm glad I yeah. could help, you know. And, and then we have those that are really interested in what happens. Yeah. And that's cool, too. You know, uh, we... I've had uh, I've had veterans that wanted to know where their tag come from, and they wanted to write personal thank yous. They wanted to meet them, to, you know. So it, it's it's, a, it's kind of a wide spectrum. But uh, again, the easiest way to get hooked up with us is is to get on get on the Facebook, um, fill out that application, or if you have questions, uh, our contact info um, is is on there, and I can leave that with you guys as well. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll link all this stuff and and give all that yeah. in the show link or the show. Um, I will say that Stephen probably gets answers more messages than I do. <laughs> um, again, again, it goes back to the whole technology and you know. Uh, yeah, I my my backyard is measured in square miles not in <laughs> not in square feet so darn uh, it yeah <laughs> it's a horrible you know horrible thing to have but nice so on i mean i know you guys are still kind of new how many veterans have you been able to help and how many can you usually do in a year if you had a, do you have a number i'll take that one chad go for it um, we have in the hunting realm we have helped 90 one or 92 veterans in the three years that that we've been doing this now in regards to helping actually mentor them by taking them on a hunt uh it's been roughly 75 in the three years so about averaging 25 per year but that's a lot of hunts that's more than what i was expecting and something there are there there is an organization here in wyoming that averaged 250 to 400 hunts in the last four years but that's not again with what i had referred to earlier and chad will back me up on this we're not looking to get to that number we feel that when you get to that number you lose the personal touch of of what you're doing yeah y'all already goes away from yeah, the quantity you're looking for a more intimate type of thing you know, as far exactly. as what kind of a hotel is this? <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'll put it to you like this. Um, 
Yeah, 25 hunts, especially when you've got the same four and five guys doing all the guiding. Right? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Which is happened quite often. I actually had to push myself away from the table for speak um, this year to, to be able to, to hunt some of my own tags. Right. Um, and that's, that's one of those areas that we're really pushing towards is money's great, man. You know, but manpower is awesome. Right. You know, to, to have somebody that's willing to give a couple of hours here and there to, to, to go out, like, like you were talking before, you know, give me a weekend, you yeah. know, get, take one guy out and, we're starting to see more and more interest and, and I'm hoping that that interest sticks so that it isn't the same group of people all the time. Yeah. You know, um, although we walk away with a lot of good memories. Sure. But, yeah. uh, I'm getting to the point where, uh, my body don't heal as quick. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to my day job just so that I can rest. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, that's kind of the reason we wanted to do a show with you guys tonight. And obviously, Stephen was Jaws on this one again. Uh, Stephen <laughs> reached out on Go Wild, which is the only damn social media app that cares about any of us or likes us hunters. But anyways, uh, you know, the more people that know about what you guys are doing out in Wyoming, especially from the Midwest, um, you know, it might not even be guys or gals that get hunts from our state of Missouri or kansas iowa our surrounding states too it might be people that say hey i go out to wyoming every year and chase antelope and i'll spend an extra week out there and help you guys if you want me to you know donate some time or or, you know all those different things it doesn't have to be you know just the hunts i don't think if if you can get some time donated too um for those folks you brought up a good point let's let's talk about that first you said it doesn't have to be a veteran from Missouri or a veteran from Kansas or, or Iowa. Um, why can't it? And, and here's the point that I'm trying to make with that. We love hand. Remember Chad had said, we've already got a very good relationship with the organization in North Dakota on the water. Why can't we create a, a fake relationship where a couple of guys come out and do turkey hunts in Missouri in the in the spring, and in return, one or two guys come out each year from Missouri that qualify for that donated tag and get to do an antelope hunt mm-hmm. because right. there ain't no antelope in Missouri. No, no <laughs> there's not. I did. No, I've hunted quite a bit of Missouri. They're not there. I did see a caribou today, actually. (laughs) I did see one of those. And we do have elk again. I will say that. Yeah, we got elk. Anyways, uh, nobody from Wyoming is going to be hunting elk probably in in any of our lifetimes, though, I'm guessing. (laughs) Those are the things that we like to do is is when we find an organization that has a similar desire in helping veterans like ours – we're all we're all for hooking up and and creating a relationship where it becomes a trade you know mm-hmm. a couple of guys for this and a couple of guys for that and and the and the relationship just grows from there i mean we're going into our fourth or is it going to be the third chad with this is the- right here we're starting into yeah so again 
you know, let's not let's not take Missouri veterans off the table or Kansas veterans off the table because we we would love to to create some kind of relationship and and be able to do those trades. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think Stephen, what he was kind of mentioning is it could be somebody from those areas that already come out that would be willing to help us guide. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, well, and here's a kick to that. What if you got a vet out there? What do you got a vet in Missouri that might want to come West and help other vets? Yeah. Hey, you yeah. have a bet. You know, he has a buddy that wants to, that, you know, he wants to get a tag. Yeah. That qualifies. And he might want to come with his buddy and help. You know, yeah, because, you know, I know a lot of, I don't know a lot, but I know some vets, obviously, and some normal folks. Um, normal folks. Yeah, we're not normal. <laughs> You're not. Uh, <laughs> civilians. Some civilians, I'll say, um, who, you know, they're not 50% disabled or whatever, but, you know, they go out west every year. And, uh, you know, those are the types, I was thinking of those people that it doesn't have to be a hunt. It could be just, hey, I'm going to stay an extra week and help you guys do whatever you need. Um, maybe they're a big antelope hunter or a big, uh, whatever else hunter. And, um, the thing is, is again, we're veterans help. It doesn't mean that if you're less than 50%, we want help. Sure. So you have somebody that draws a tag in Wyoming that wants to come out here and antelope hunt that doesn't meet that qualification. But they have your tag. We'll help them. You know, we, we know a lot of areas. Um, I'm lucky at time scouting. I uh, I'm lucky in one per se is um, I, I teach at a community college, so I'm off all summer. What do you think I do? <laughs> Scout. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm scouting, and yeah, so get me ticked off because I'm stuck in a day job Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, you know, you, you get somebody that wants to come out here and wants to, to, to help us and, and do some hunting and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of things we can still go do. There's lots of predator hunting. There's lots of, you know, varmints. Uh, the only thing we can't shoot predator wise uh, during that time is bobcats. Our bobcat season <laughs> is from November 15th to January 31st. Is that the same as that's ours? the exact same date yeah, as Yeah, I think ours. it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, there's a lot of things out here you can you can go after without a tag. What we consider predator, uh, wolf, is one of them. Yep. Um, as long as it's not near Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I know. I know where wolves are. Um, you have coyote. You have fox. You have badgers. Well, you got to have a fur bears for that, but it's still not expensive. You got um, you got all the guys Chris Hansen interviewed out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, yeah, show to catch a predator. It's okay, we can throw it's in awesome. for that as well. So, <laughs> a, a fishing license, you know, for summer, a seven-day fishing license for an out-of-state person is thirty bucks. Yeah, and we See, will cover that for a awesome. you know those out-of-state fishing license for seventy bucks are pretty expensive, but we'd even buy somebody one to come out and guide. That. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. See how uh, to market that? <laughs> <laughs> said, see how to market that? 
Um, so what's some other ways? So you mentioned the Facebook page, Chad, uh, Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. Like I said, we'll ta- um, we'll link all of this stuff in the show release so that people can easily get to it. Uh, I have learned how to do links on our, our show notes, so I'm really proud of myself, by the way. Anyways. Um, We're on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, I was going to say, what's some other places people can get a hold of you? We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. What's your uh, LinkedIn? Uh, LinkedIn is Veterans Health Foundation of Wyoming. Okay. Instagram is Veterans Health Foundation of Wyoming. Man, is you guys are really theme going on yeah. <laughs> catching a trend and i know uh well i know steven's on go wild but i don't know if you guys have a, a facebook or a go wild account. i think i started one <laughs> <laughs> that's two to be determined properly start the uh, veteran self foundation of wyoming uh go wild page. nice awesome uh so I'm, I'm looking on your facebook page right now Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm actually connected to Brad, the owner of Go Wild on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, very nice. So. <laughs> very he's, nice. He's very active on LinkedIn, too. Oh, he is. So I'm looking at your, your Veterans Help Foundation in Wyoming. Looks like you guys have something called an all-in raffle. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Is that full, or is that there's spots open for people? Oh, no, there's still spots. So. Okay. This was another this was another Steven idea that he took to Chad. <laughs> and, <Done> it. <laughs> and and I, I I threw it out that what if we were to do X amount of tickets at the beginning of every year to give us an ability to have some funds available at the beginning of the year. So if a veteran reaches out to us and says Hey, I want to do some ice fishing or I want to get, I'm having financial troubles, but I love skiing. It's my way of, of getting away. And can you guys help me with a lift ticket, you know, for a day, we would have the funds to do that. Um, Well, one of the really scary things out here is, uh, you know, it's negative 50 and, (laughs) I can't pay my power bill. Yeah. Yeah. That. You know, so. And, and so we created these all in tickets and what they are is it's a, it's a seat into every raffle we do on social media. Okay. Plus if you're a ticket holder, we throw in extra raffles as our as a generosity to those all-in ticket holders that the social media side never sees. Okay. So this so like this year we're doing 150 seats. We we our our nine social media raffles for this year will only we only offer an additional 150 raffle tickets. So okay. we'll only sell 300. But we're giving away three prizes each raffle. So that's 27 chances to win. And we're going to be doing four uh, all-in raffles. So that's another 12 opportunities to win for a total of 39 opportunities for those individuals that are the all-in ticket holders. Now, what have we given away? We've given away a 
entire ice fishing setup. We've given away uh, handguns, shotguns, uh, bolt action rifles, ARs. We've given away optics. We've given away. Um, and when he's talking optics, optics, we're talking good optics. We're talking. Yeah, we're, talking we're, we're talking. Uh, right on, yeah. Big sour and uh, and stuff like that. Um, we uh, we've G, uh, GSM. Uh, they are huge uh, sponsors, or product sponsors of ours, and we've given away an entire camping setup. Um, last year, we gave away eight hard-sided molded coolers that were high-quality, high-end quality coolers. Awesome, yeah. Um, so good stuff. I mean, you guys got some good stuff on there. It's not just, you know, your... Walmart, right. Walmart clear shelf. You guys are getting some quality stuff out there for people. Right. It's it's not like you're you know, you're opening up a like a battle box or or something like that and you're we're pulling out that fifteen dollar item and saying, Oh, guess what guys? Here's <laughs> our here's our prizes for this this right. this week. You know, we're we're putting out uh you know high quality prizes that that people would uh hand forged knives yeah. we've got a knife maker here in cheyenne or well just outside of cheyenne uh uh name, chad what's his name slipping your mind yeah that's for big hauls knives it's that's well, no. with big hauls primary knife maker oh he's in south carolina that'd be uh Regal. Yeah, Russ Piegler. And so, you know, we've we've had several hand-forged knives that we've given away. Um, and we give away high-quality, already-made knives. Um, you know, so, so what I'm trying to portray is if you get into our raffles, you're not just going to walk away with junk prizes that you have no clue what you're going to do with right you're you're walking away with with good quality outdoor gear awesome well i mean uh you guys got anything else you want to ask them no i think touched on some good stuff yeah well like i said steven i think i thought the 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 good idea to do this show with you guys because obviously you're in wyoming and we're not but we thought this was a good idea because if we can help you know bring more people, more veterans together, whether they're in the Midwest, Missouri, surrounding states, Wyoming, uh, North Carolina, you know, all these different places, we can bring them together and maybe bring different uh, uh, veterans organizations together. You know, I know we know of several in our state that we love, and uh, I'm sure there's, I know there's one in Kansas that we, we haven't done anything with yet before, but, you know, if someone can hear this show and, wants to get more involved with you all out there in the West. That was the idea of doing this show with you guys today. And, uh, um, you know, if you guys got anything else you want to add, now's the time. Well, one of the, one of the things to kind of jump onto what you just said is we can't come out there and do what you do. And it would be hard for any of your groups to come out here and do what we do. So why expand your own organization when you can just expand that brotherhood? Mm -hmm. work together with these other organizations 
you know, and that's kind of what we want. We don't want to outgrow Wyoming. This is where we want to be, and we want to do what we do here very well. And we want to make sure that if a veteran comes here, they leave better than they got here. You know, they may come out and they may not, they may not harvest. I mean, it is hunting, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. You know, we, one of the big things that we always say is we do not provide trophy hunts. Now, with that being said, we're going to do everything we can to make sure they leave with the highest quality animal we can get them. Right. You know, so. And trophy um, is a subjective term, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, so, I mean, um, one of the things that we offer that we actually have a lot of takers on our cow elk hunts. We can get our hands on a lot of cow elk tags. And, cat, and elk is tasty. Mm-hmm. When the time is right, you're looking at a thousand of them in one place. Right. Yeah. You know? And that's that's some pretty quality stuff going home and put in the freezer. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, that that's one of those things to put out there that we're not trying to do this in a competitive way. We're trying to do this in a compassionate and healing way. Awesome. So, well, we really appreciate you appreciate you guys coming on. Um, we thought it was a, an awesome show to listen to a few stories and talk about what y'all do out there in uh, in Wyoming. And um, you know, if you got if y'all don't got anything else, we'll hop off. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, if you guys haven't checked them out, go ahead and out to their uh, social media pages and uh, you know g- give them a like, give them a follow. Um, got some cool, like mentioned in there, some cool raffle stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. Might take a look at that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a raffle guy. You are a raffle guy. I don't ever win shit, but I need, I need to just do them more, I guess. So you got to play to win. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was positive. I was winning that rifle at the coyote tournament. And that was a poor. It was even a dang white ticket. Like I know. You got the single white I ticket. Know. I bought all these red tickets. And they go, white ticket, and I just am like, well. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> um, yeah, they got some cool ways to get involved, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. if you're not a vet, I mean, help these guys out, man. That's that's an amazing organization, helping people out that uh, sacrificed a lot for us to yeah. be able to do the things we, we do, such as sit here and BS on a podcast. And speaking of vets, you know, support our Missouri organizations as well. Yes. We got we got our, our friends, honestly, Tony Larson and – um, Tim Worley. Tim Worley with MoVets Outdoors. Um, support them and support our friends at the Fallen Outdoors, too. Um, Mike Unruh is the only one I know. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, check check those organizations out and help them out because uh, they're doing the same thing that Veteran Self Foundation of Wyoming is doing. Yep. They're just – they're kind of doing it here, right? They're doing right. hunts for oh, Missouri oh, vets oh. in Missouri um, where the, the Veteran Self Foundation of Wyoming is – kind of the all have unique opportunities and we just want to bring to light i mean give them as much as much exposure to to missouri and our listeners as we can because i mean these great organizations a lot that are out there nobody knows about them yeah Yeah. and i I mean i'm sure we have a listener out there that's you know a veteran that has always dreamed about going out west and maybe they can help them make that happen here's a chance yeah so yeah so uh really good show um so I'm just kind of looking at you to end this with a dad joke at this point. Huh? It's, it's coming. Here it is. You can't do it like yes, that. Yes, he is. He's going to do it. He tries to put me on the spot, doesn't he? He does. You said you would do it. I'm just, I'm just trying to make you live up to your promises. 
He's slow playing me. It's uh-huh. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's got one. You start going back to the gym. I, I thought you told me New Year resolution was going back to the gym. Uh, I'd like to. You'd like to? Yeah. yeah. I have bad news. What? I heard it's closed. What's closed? The gym. Why? Didn't work out. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that I was, told you he had a freaking dad joke. Uh, yeah, but he had to nurse that one along a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. He wouldn't answer any questions. I, I know. Oh, I'm like, my gym's not closed. I was just <laughs> there. God, I drove by it. Why draw? <laughs> I still have my card. God. You're lying. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. Uh, have a good night. Yeah, have a good Catch one. you on the next one. See you.